Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast, your go-to resource for all things real estate and all things St. Pete. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. And we are joined by Tiffany Street, who is a business maker. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I thought this would be a great episode to follow last week's episode, which talked about, um, we spoke with Kelly Abanda, who is the founder of the Biz Bestie Lounge. And, you know, it's a haven for entrepreneurs. And we have so many entrepreneurs in this area um, that, in fact, there was a report that came out a couple of years ago that found that uh, freelancers, and when I say freelancers, I mean freelancers, people who have side hustles, gig economy, 1099, however you want to define that, um, represented almost 57 million Americans. And that was more than a third of the workforce. And that um, they're estimating that freelancers may outnumber other sectors of the workforce by 2027. And that millennials and Gen Z are leading the pack in who, you know, the number of freelance employees, or I should say business owners, because many of us have our own businesses. And I say all that to say that for people who own businesses, whether it's as a sole proprietor, an LLC, or an S-Corp, it's really important to have a business bank account associated with that business. And so I wanted to have that discussion with you. Yes, would love to have it. Um, you know, to your point, I think the, the biggest importance of having the business bank account is really so simple. Commingling your funds, Mm -hmm. keep it organized. There's no reason that you want to have to decipher between the cable bill and the bill for your co-working space or an event space that you needed. You're adding more work to your plate. Yeah. Before we jump into that conversation, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what got you into business banking? Yes, of course. So, you know, as you stated, my name is Tiffany Street. Um, I got into business banking, uh, really full-time business banking a year ago, but I've been in banking for the past 13 years. Um, I mostly did consumer and then I dabbled in business banking a little bit. And then last year decided to go full-time business banking. And the reason is, is because, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs inspire me. I really get excited by taking an idea or a passion and turning it into something that can generate revenue for you. So that's something that I was passionate about and wanting to help people. So I made a decision last year to follow my dreams and do something that I was passionate about. And I like kind of being in the background of that and being that support for my clients, knowing that, you know, they bank with me when things go wrong. You're like, I need to call Tiffany. When things go well, they want to call me. I feel like I'm a part of it and it's, it's a good feeling for me and it's, it's fulfilling. So just as a business owner would feel fulfilled in their baby, 
that's how I feel when I have my my clients that I work with and watching them kind of grow their baby from the ground up is just something that I'm so passionate about. Yeah. And I think not only is the gig economy growing, but our economic climate is fueling that as well. I think when the economy gets difficult, we see more people jumping into the gig economy because they may be looking to add supplemental income or you know offset inflation and wanting to do that by you know bringing in more more money to the household. Um, yeah. So why is it important from your perspective for businesses or entrepreneurs to open a business bank account? You know, as I was hitting on earlier, the commingling of funds, you want to make sure that you're organized in what it is that you're doing, just like you want to have a budget, right? We don't just go to Europe on a whim. I mean, if we could, I would love that. Absolutely. However, that's not most people's reality. You have to plan and budget for it. How are you able to plan and budget for equipment that you have to get for the business or employees that you have to pay or upfront expenses? Businesses are expensive to have to run and you have to be able to know what it is and where your money needs to go. And if you're doing that from your personal account, you're adding more work to your plate. Another thing is you're going to get tax advantages for different things that you're spending. You're able to, you know, meet with a CPA and the CPA may be able to write certain things off for you. Whereas if you're doing it on your personal side, you don't have that luxury. So those are just different things that you want to take into account. But I think the biggest thing and the most important thing to a business is cash flow, right? How you receive money and how money goes out. You need to be able to differentiate and know what that is and where it's going, how it's getting there, and what avenue you're using to get that payment where it needs to be. And also to receive the payment. I think that's probably one of the biggest things when I talk to business owners and I say, what's more most important to you? They say how I get paid mm -hmm. and, and when I get paid. So yeah. you have to have an avenue to be able to accept those payments. Do you think there is a stigma for business owners who don't take credit cards? Oh, for sure. And I'm just going to be honest. You know, I'm a consumer. There's a, a stigma for me. There's a stigma for other consumers that I've seen and, and kind of overheard some things. But if someone says to me, okay, we're going to purchase this scarf. And I'm like, okay, great. Typically I don't have cash on me and I don't want to use cash app, PayPal or Venmo because those things have been known to be associated with fraud. There's not the same type of fraud protection that you have on your debit card. The reason that we have, you know, chips is for fraud protection. The reason that we use tap versus swipe is for fraud protection. So that is why I have that. That's also why customers will use credit cards over debit cards for the fraud protection. And if you're asking me to use Venmo, well, now I'm not going to get the points on my credit card because I have to use Venmo. So it's kind of hindering how I want to pay. So if you want someone to purchase a product for you, you want them to take you seriously. In order to take you seriously, I, I want this to feel like I'm going into a business, meaning I'm able to pay you with any form of payment, whether that be a debit card or a credit card so that I can get the points. You want to be able to make sure that you're accepting any form of payment that your client may have, especially if you have something like where it's a, a big job, right? 
your client more than likely, what if they don't have that in their checking account and they're kind of utilizing resources for their cash flow, meaning they're using credit products. You want to be able to accept that. And the stigma around it is as well, if I can just pay you cash app or Venmo, you don't really have a set price. So now they're thinking that your price is open to negotiation. And sometimes we want the sale, we'll negotiate and, and bring our price down. So we're not really operating at our full value. So let's say that I'm a brand new business owner and I start my business tomorrow. What would I need to do in order to set up a business account? So it depends on what type of business entity you are. So if you're brand new and let's say you're an LLC and you've got your documents on Secretary of State. So to open up an LLC, all you need is an EIN number. You need your Secretary of State documents that shows that your business is active. Is you that would need like to, a, from SunBiz? Yes, you would go to sunbiz.org and apply for your business licenses. Okay, so you would need your EIN number, your Secretary of State documents, and then you don't even need to bring that in. I can go in and pull it up because it's searchable. So I just type in your business name and can locate it. Do what you need I, the articles of incorporation? Yes, that's on the SunBiz document. So when I go and search it, mm -hmm. I there's a, a portion, we call it SOS, so Secretary of State, and there's a portion right below it that has articles of incorporation. I just click it and mm -hmm. download it. So you don't even have to bring it in. The only thing that you have to bring in is the EIN number because sometimes the EIN number doesn't show on the Secretary of State. However, if you're a sole proprietor, and you're operating your business as just your business is just your name, mm -hmm. then the only thing you need is your social and two forms of ID. And you still would be able to, able to open up a business account and it would just be a sole proprietor utilizing your social security number. Okay. Now you could still be a, social, a sole proprietor and use a fictitious name agreement, which you would also apply through SunBiz. So that means that you can be a sole proprietor, but still operate as a different name, but you have to have proof that you're connected to that name. Okay. And is that the same as DBA? Like yes, it is. As? Okay. Yep. And can you talk a little bit about how a person's um, personal finances relate to their business um, account? Like, does that, does their personal credit and um, income have an impact on their business account? It does, especially if you're brand new. So we use your personal information when applying for credit because you're the personal guarantor. Now the credit shows up under your business credit, especially if you have an EIN number. So you get to start building up your credit. And what a lot of people don't know is you're able to, when you open up a business account, you're able to apply for a business credit card right away. Not any other products. You have to be in business for at least two years for those products. Okay. But for a business credit card, you can apply when you open the account. It does take into effect your debt to income and then your personal credit history. It does not show up on your personal report, but it will show up on your business report. But your personal is used because you're the personal guarantor of that business credit card. And is that just for sole proprietors or does that apply to any business structure? Any business structure. Okay. 
And so you said that you can open up a line of credit um, early into owning a business, but then if you wanted to open up other um, products that you have to be in business longer. Yes. So you can open up a business credit card early into the business, but a line of credit or a loan or business real loan or an equipment loan, you would need to be in business for at least two years before you're able to qualify to apply for that. Okay. And then if you wanted to move forward with one of those products, would I'm guessing you would need to show tax returns or P&L statements? What kind of documentation would you need to move forward on something like that? It really depends on your business history because there have been times where I have had clients who didn't have to show anything because they had really good history with me or with our bank. So that way they didn't have to show anything. But if it is needed, typically it will be tax returns. Okay, awesome. And um, what are the different types of credit offered? You mentioned um, line of credit and equipment loans, real estate loans. Is there anything else I missed? So there would be, there's a, a ton, but those are the most common. So uh, the, a credit card is just how you wouldn't use a normal credit card, has interest, uh, typically a higher interest rate attached. A line of credit usually is going to have, it's still a variable rate, but it's going to have typically a lower interest rate than a credit card and you're usually able to apply up to have more. So for instance, for me and my with my clients, I can go from the limit is 20,000 up to 100,000. Okay. If you were to do a loan, so the difference between a loan and the line of credit, a loan is a fixed rate and a fixed payment. So you would use a loan for, if you knew you had to make a major purchase mm -hmm. and you knew the exact amount of it, right? You would use a line of credit for working capital. So that's going to help your cash flow. So an example of that would be, you know, I had a client who needed to make payroll, but they had a customer who was late on a payment, right? So they didn't have collections set up for how they would collect that payment. They had to wait for the check to clear. They were going to be late on payroll. Had they had a line of credit, they could use the line of credit to be able to cover. So that way the business continues to cycle through and flow. So okay. that's what you would use a line of credit for is working capital. You would use a loan for something specific. You would use an equipment loan for a vehicle, equipment that you have to purchase. If you're a dentist, you have to purchase certain equipment. If you're a photographer, you can use that to purchase your equipment, things like that. Mm -hmm. Then you have a business real estate loan where if you, instead of leasing your space, you can choose to finance your space. And I would connect you with a partner who would be able to help you and walk you through that process. Okay. And um, what, if, if you are a business and you have repeat vendors, what are some payment options for those repeat vendors? So there is, we have different programs to help. So some payment options would be wire transfer or ACH, which is automatic clearinghouse. So an automatic payment using your account and routing number. So just pay directly to their account. Mm -hmm. That way, you can also use Zelle because business accounts now have access to Zelle, but it would depend on how much it is and what that vendor's choice of payment would be. 
So wire transfers typically for business accounts can be pretty pricey and you have to go into the branch to do them. So if you're a business who typically does, I would say two to three wires a month to your vendor, then we have a program where you would pay $50 a month and maybe $12 a wire transfer. So that way you'd end up saving over time with how much you're paying for wires by using the system. It also has fraud protection. So that way you're protected from if someone maybe writes a bad check or doesn't have the funds, it protects your account. So there's different things that help to protect from fraud and make it easier and more convenient to make those payments to the vendors. Okay. And um, are there any myths or misconceptions that you encounter when it comes to business loans or business accounts? Um, I think the biggest misconception is that people think that it's difficult to, to open up a business account. It's, it's not. As long as you have your documents, we can get it open and you're able to, you know, use it. But I think the biggest one is just, oh, I don't need it. That would be the biggest. I have a personal account. I can use that. And one of the things that hurts people from that misconception is not paying attention to your expenses because you don't know exactly what they are. You can't tell what's profit and what's expenses. So by having that thought process in your head, you're actually hindering yourself and harming your cash flow. Um, you're uncertain about what your cash flow is. You may have slower paying customers and you don't have a plan for collections. So by thinking, oh, I don't need it, that can hinder you. And then I think another thing is too, businesses think that they have to be in business for at least five or so years in order to get credit when really you're actually able to apply for credit, a credit card anyway, the same day that you open your business, you are able to apply for credit and start building your business credit right away, which will help you when you do need to get a bigger product like a line of credit or a loan or this residential loan. You want to be able to get that credit card right away to start building up your credit. For business owners that have employees and payout benefits, um, do you have products that assist with those things um, like um, retirement accounts or um, uh, health savings accounts? Yes. So we have benefit packages. We actually partner with a third party. Um, typically, we can partner with third parties like ADP, um, where they would help you with payroll and then also discuss different benefits that you're able to offer to your employees. Um, something else that we're able to do is we can go out to your business and for free financial literacy to your um, employees. So that would be one of my bankers would be go out and talk to your employees and talk to them about ways, what they need to do to be able to prepare to buy a home and help them with things like that, helping with budgeting and things like that. So that is a service that we would also be able to provide too. Awesome. And then as far as like, let's say the business owner's retirement, right? Not just benefits for their employees, but for themselves. We have financial advisors that are in-house. So we'd be able to refer you to a financial advisor who would be able to help 
come up with a financial goal plan for you. Very nice. And you're not just a business banker, but you're also an entrepreneur and you have some entrepreneurial ventures. Can you talk about your latest one? Yes. So um, I am in the process, well, literally almost finished uh, with writing my book, um, which is scheduled to be published next month. It's called Connected Conversations. So it's about how all of the conversations that we have, whether it be with friends, family, coworkers, strangers, help us to grow and help us to kind of outgrow some of our trauma responses that have us respond a certain kind of way. The funny thing is what brought this about is I feel like majority of my growth has come from aha moments from clients, strangers, people that I never thought it would come from. Uh, and it helped me to grow. And I realized how all those conversations were connected. And I decided to tell that story through poetry and journal entries to explain my mindset when I wrote the poem and how that conversation incited emotions that helped to elevate me. What would you say has been your biggest aha moment from one of those conversations? Ooh, I would say this is going to be, it's because a lot of the book is about, you know, trials and tribulations with dating in, you know, in your thirties and my love life. So I had a conversation with a beautiful stranger who was married and super excited about his marriage and about uh, taking his wife on a honeymoon. And this was a client that just randomly came in. And, and I was feeling really down and really low about where I was as far as in the love department and, and just how some of my responses due to being without a father and growing up without a father, how that affected me in dating and in speaking to him. And I don't think he even knows this, but he just told me his story. Um, he met his wife at 42, she 36. And he was, and really what happened is the dog swiped on him and she decided to tell him that. So he was like, if it wasn't for the dog, we wouldn't even be together. Um, but he said the thing that set them apart and what helped him is that they were open to the possibility of love. So I promised myself to never be closed off to the possibility. And I think that allowed me to really grow from the trauma that is dating and be open to the possibilities, but not just in my love life, um, in my choice to go out on a limb and write this book and be vulnerable, I'm open to the possibilities of what this could bring where I was closed off to it before. That's beautiful. So if people want to connect with you, whether it's to talk with you about business banking or get your new book or just have a conversation, what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you? The best way would be through Instagram because I'm always on there. 
but it's at Tiffany Brianna, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-B-R-I-A-N-A. Perfect. And I'll make sure that we have that in the show notes. And I want to thank you so much for the, joining me today and for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with our listeners and viewers. Well, I thank you for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation and I appreciate so much that you thought to have me on here. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. 